You're listening to Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official podcast of Lingerie Fighting Championships. And now, here's your host, Michael Lutkin! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships podcast. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me today is an LFC OG. You may have saw at LFC 20, a Midsummer Night's Dream, Hard Rock Hotel Baby, Summer 2015. She took on in a memorable bout against Chloe Lady Killer Cameron, the one, the only, the Raven. Quote the Raven nevermore, Miss Chris Blackwell. How are you? Okay, how are you? I'm good. First and foremost, I got to say, you have become one of the most watched with LFC on the LFC YouTube channel with over 9.5 million views on the highlights of your bout with Miss Clody, Lady Killer Cameron. Man, oh man, what a fight. We'll get into it here in a second, but goddamn, congratulations on that achievement. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind words always. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, let's just, well, let's get with that number, especially in today's day and age where everything is social media. It's all about going viral. And the, from the technological standpoint, it's something that we're really used to now in this day and age of digital media and everything in those regards. How does that make you feel that over 9 million people have watched such an amazing yet technical, yet scrap out, if you will, fight between yourself and yeah. I feel like I like I I never actually knew that that many people watched the video. Um, it's kind of surreal to know the number is that large. It's it's um it's humbling. I'll say I'll say it's very humbling because when I did the fight, I, that wasn't like in my mind at all. It wasn't getting views. It was more of like an outlet for me personally. So it, that's why I initially got involved in the project. That and I I had an opportunity to represent my country. There's a lot of fighters that are based in the United States. So for me, I was like, okay, I can represent Edmonton specifically, Edmonton, Alberta, and then Canada. Um, and I was warned I would be met with a lot of opposition from the fans. And I was. I was booed pretty much the whole fight until I won. <laughs> so I think I won some people over at the end of it for sure. But um, yeah, there it was like a roar of booze when we were getting introduced in the ring. It was actually really interesting. So none of that was in my mind of like, oh, so many people are going to see this, this is going to be like millions of people are going to love this fight. I just was like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to give it my best effort. And yeah, it was it was a really cool experience. So I'm always very happy for the opportunity that I got. But it's just been like it's been interesting to see because I still get sent videos. People still like re-edit it and they'll use the highlights from my fight and they'll send it to me. And I just think it's really cool and really neat. And I always repost it. And I just I love when people send it to me because like it helped me grow as a person. It challenged me so much, especially my fight specifically. So I found it. Um, yeah. I just find it humbling because I'm like, I'm not, I feel like I'm not that interesting. So it's always interesting to me when people recognize me, even in my city that I don't know, or like they'll say things to me and they're like, I'm such a fan. And I'm like, wow, like this is so impactful. This one thing I did for an outlet for me to help with me. And it just, yeah, it empowered a lot of women. A lot of women love it. They're like, wow, like I'm a huge fan. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know? 
gotta say first and foremost i think you're quite interesting man i think a lot of people would <laughs> what the raven is very interesting and uh i think what i love about it you're welcome and i what i love about it too as well you represent edmonton edmonton alberta canada and minus what the gentleman did i mean when people think of edmonton a lot of people think of what chris benoit did for professional wrestling during his tenure in it uh especially wrestling is very big in canada from bret hart and everything that goes into the hart family dungeon i mean i think you're representing well i mean you look at a woman like trish yeah. from toronto um you right. can't Yes. And you met LFC head on, like you mentioned it being a project for you. And here's what I love about it too: break down the letters, LFC lingerie fighting championship uh, here in the States. We have the LFL, the lingerie football league, which is bad. Yes, I've heard of it. That's yes. pretty, it's pretty dull. Like I love me some football. So I'm like, okay, you know what? That's actually, yeah. <laughs> if I was younger and in better shape, I definitely would be like interested in doing that too. I always make that equation. I love how you mentioned that, by the way, because it is very spot on because, I mean, it's badass women playing football in their lingerie, looking sexy, the sex appeal. And I've always equated that with LFC. So, I mean, for me, we'll mention... Yeah. So we'll mention the L word lingerie, because let me tell you something, Miss Blackwell, the black and red was on point. And this yeah. was talk about the style and the profile. I got to give you kudos on that lingerie because you were looking Thank good. You. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, those were from, those were something I threw together. I was like, um, for me... It was important that I got to pick what I was wearing so I could be comfortable because I am a very shy person. I know it probably doesn't seem like that. Most people are like, but you're in your laundry and you're on TV. And it's like, I'm actually a very shy person. So um, I'm proud of my body, but I am also very reserved with my body. So it was important to be able to pick my own outfit so I could be the most comfortable. Although I wish I had picked an outfit that didn't have actual metal boning. Like my laundry was legitimate laundry that has like the boning, the metal like pieces in it. So there was like no give. And I found the groundwork so difficult trying to do groundwork in that was, I think at one point I had to get up, I had to like turtle roll over and like get on my knees and get up. And I'm like, well, this isn't very graceful, but I wasn't even thinking about any of that in the moment. I was just, I was getting more and more angry as the fight was going on because she kept punching me in the face, which the number one rule was no, absolutely no striking above the neck. Cause you know, we're in another country. If somebody gets seriously injured, like it's, a, it's, it's scary, but we're also there to entertain. So it's like, you know, they don't, there's only so many girls working and they need us for more fights. So if you're in the hospital or you're seriously injured, they're not going to have anybody left. So, you know, it's within reason. It's it's a real fight, but it's within reason. We don't want to kill each other in the ring. Like it's a, it's meant to be respectful space. And I, I felt like my fight, it was a lot different than a lot of other fights. And I think that maybe that also helped people because I think a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, it's just fake. My fight was not fake. So I know that, <laughs> like, from experience, from all the hits I was getting, those were real punches. Like, that girl was trying to hurt me in that moment. So, you know, thankfully, I neither one of us got seriously injured and ended up in the hospital. But, yeah, I ended up um, I ended up getting more and more angry the more she was hitting me in the face. And I, you could see me at one point. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, in the ring, like, we know the rules. Like, let's respect the rules of the sport. Because, to me, even with martial arts, you know, it's very controversial a lot of mma fighters are not happy because we're wearing lingerie and they feel like we're um we're not progressing when we do that we're almost like bringing it back to like we're being we're sexualizing women in mma and, and that's not the intention i think it's you know it is like a a gimmicky kind of factor but i think it allows women of all walks of life to be able to have an opportunity that they wouldn't have to go and say like the mma as like a top level 
um, a top level athlete. You know, a lot of the women come from different walks of life and they have the ability to get in the ring and showcase like they have a passion for wrestling or they have a passion for um, different types of MMA styles like judo or kung fu or like, you know what I mean? So they have the opportunity to showcase that without having to go through the ex excruciating um, and very competitive process I guess of getting into the MMA specifically you know so I think it's really cool in that regard and I really appreciate it because like I worked in an office for the government so for me it was like oof like this is a tough decision because am I putting my career at risk by you know putting laundry on and going and doing this sport because I worked for the government and there's expectations involved with that right and then also it was like I didn't want to embarrass my kids my kids were in their teens so we had conversations and I was like hey guys like what are you comfortable with me doing in regards to this? I sat them down. I kind of explained to them what it was. And they were like, no, we're good. Like, and I'm like, you know, you might get bullied. So that's the last thing I would ever want um, is for you guys to get bullied over something I'm doing because I, I will be wearing lingerie. I'm not going to be, you know, just a bra and panties. I'm actually going to like make an outfit of it. And they were like, no, we're, we're totally 100% supportive of this. Like, we're so excited for you to do this. And I, I was actually really surprised because they're teenage kids. So at the time they were teenage kids. So I expected, <laughs> I actually expected a little bit of pushback and like, absolutely not. Like how don't even think about it. Like we're not dealing with that. They were like, no mom, we totally support you. We think this is really cool. So yeah, it was really interesting. It's crazy you say that because in the States here, there was an episode of True Life on MTV that also, and if you look at it in a popular culture as well, it's like you, yeah. see, if you see like parents wearing like risque stuff and then the kids are like, Whoa. <laughs> but at the same time, I like that you sat it down with them because I mean, if you look at it from a stance too as well, you think of lingerie, the instant gratification, the instant mindset is, oh, it's like when WWE had the brawn panties matches and here's Tori Wilson, yeah. and Dixie Keebler over here. No, it's. A lot of people don't see it for the lens of what it actually is. And I mean, for you, I mean, that's it's a tough decision going from government work. You're working in an office building, you know, very corporate setting, intimate setting. And then it's like, boom, yeah. I have a chance over here to do some <laughs> athletics, put on some lingerie, yeah. rock it. As the LMFAO once saying, you're sexy and you know what, but you're going on yeah. the stage here in Las Vegas, Nevada, from Canada to Las Vegas. It's yeah, that was such a cool experience, too, right, like all of it. It's a transition, but that also brings me to my follow-up question. I'm glad you brought this up, and you with your gimmicky over here. So let me let me yeah. ask you. Here. I got to put it over here. <laughs> the, the transition from Canada to Las Vegas, the travel, it's a long-ass travel, but how was that for you? Because traveling is a part of the game. It's part of the project, if you will. That's it. That also was another reason why I agreed to join the company, because um, they actually pay for you to go. And they pay for your stay and they pay for your training. So it was really, there was all of these like check marks of, of opportunity, like to train with people that like we, we trained in the war gods gym in Las Vegas. It was hot. I'm like, oh my gosh, it, like middle of summer, you know, in Vegas is insanely hot. And then we're in this like tin can of a training area. <laughs> it was very warm, but it was such a cool experience. That was in itself was a cool opportunity. And then we had, um, we had uh, Cesar Lozano, I think Mike, um, I can't remember his last name was like my main, those were my main coaches. And I loved it. I was getting suplex. Like we were practicing things like I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do like we did a lot of and before that even so let me back up I, I'm <laughs> let me digress a bit oh. so before that so my instincts I grew up 
I grew up getting picked on a lot. So my instincts are to protect myself. Like the minute someone starts hitting me, it's to block and hit and uh, create space. So the one thing I had to learn was how to take a hit <laughs> without losing my temper. So for about a year and a half, I was doing fight training where I was getting like hit constantly. And um, Chloe actually trained with me a couple times. And there's like videos of us like in Edmonton training where I'm like picking her up and like we're playing around and it's like it's like a playful setting that at that point no emotions were like high nobody was annoyed with each other like it wasn't anything like that so um it was just like a fun experience leading up to that but even then um I I was really concerned about harming her like to the point where I was under the hospital because I'm really not um I'm not like a fighter personality I'm more like let's try to like work this out and let's use their words and you know what I mean so um there was there's that fear in the back of your mind like of seriously injuring someone so I was actually really happy when they took the no no striking in the face out because I mean I've been in situations when I was younger where I put people in the hospital because I black out when I lose my temper it's not like a and it's it's not um it's not like a quick thing like I can take a couple punches before I start feeling myself get angry and then I don't remember and then I'll wake up and the person will be bleeding and then I feel terrible because I'm like oh my god like I told you I didn't want to fight like you know what I mean usually when there's like a bully bully or like you know the dynamic of it you're the one that doesn't really want to fight because they think it's because you're afraid of them but it's more or less like I don't want to hurt you right so don't put me in a position to have to harm you like I don't want to do that and there's been probably about two or three good times in my life where a situation like that occurred and I was put in a position where I had to defend myself and the other person got really injured so that was a fear so I was like okay I have to learn how to take a punch and not react so I think a lot of that training definitely helped in the ring so like in my post I said like I just had to like center myself and breathe in and just really work on not getting to that place where the, everything turned into tunnel vision and then just went black so when I started feeling that happening um, during training, Chloe was storming out a lot. She uh, she was she was just not in a good place. I think that that um, it was a lot for her emotionally. So it was really frustrating because you know, in I'm like, hey, we're gonna be on TV. This is a live pay per view fight. Like, can you can we take this seriously? Like, I'm taking it seriously. We're staying in the same room which also didn't help. So we didn't really get any space from each other. So when we got in the ring and I, I told her, you know, like, yeah, don't hold back your hitting. Like, cause I knew she couldn't hurt me cause she's much smaller than me. So I knew that she wouldn't hurt me per se, but I also expected her to follow the rules of no striking above the neck. That was the only rule. There's only one rule in LFC. I don't know if that's changed since I had my fight. Uh, it's the same pretty much. It's the only rule. It's yeah. like there's really no rules, loose MMA rules, but because it is that like because we're wearing the lingerie so we can kind of get away with doing some things. Like there's things that I didn't agree with that certain um like the op opposing team was doing like spitting in the ring. I find that super disrespectful to MMA specifically, but it's the entertainment factor, right? So I had to kind of like take my judgment and hold it to myself and just realize the girls are just putting a show on in that aspect. But for me, it was a tough pill to swallow because, you know, I think that we need to also honor the sport of MMA, regardless of what we're wearing, we need to show the respect and the homage to it. So that, there was like a couple things. And then, you know, the person I was paired up with wasn't making it an easy situation either. You know, she just, cause we're trying to, we're, we're stuck in this circumstance where there's like these, 
we're trying to make sure that we're going to keep each other safe while giving having a fight like a real fight and giving a good show and making it entertaining so there's all these different nuances whereas like if it's just an mma fight you're you're going for blood you're going for the win there's no you're not trying to draw anything out so it's like you just get in you get it done and i think that's the mindset she came into the ring with hoping to end the fight quickly but i was just like what's going on like you can see me at certain points going like what are you doing and like you know like holding on to her and as i'm holding her i'm like talking to her like yo stop hitting me in the face you're making me very mad right now like you need to quit hitting me in the face i don't want to black out you know what i mean like so there's like this but you don't see any of that because it's all like you know the angles the camera angles like even when i see the fights i'm like dope that fight looked so sick because when you're in the moment you're not thinking about any of that you're just like you're just moving and reacting and it's just a really cool experience like I would have loved to do more fights, but all these things started happening that kind of like were barriers to me being able to go back and do it. And um, I've just, yeah, it's, it was a cool experience. And I think that is a really good platform for women to empower themselves and to just have an opportunity to really challenge themselves mentally, emotionally, physically. It's, it's a, it's a really cool company. I think Sean was onto something when he came up with it. So I think that um, I have such high respect for him because he has to deal with a bunch of women that are <laughs> that's difficult in itself you have to try to keep everybody happy I think it was really difficult to to uh, keep Chloe happy that week though for sure I think that challenged not just me but I think maybe other people and you can hear like I have um videos of my castmates like my teammates essentially they're all my castmates too but my teammates in the green room like upstairs away I asked them to record some videos so I could show my kids because I didn't really know how I would get my hands on the fight itself and I wanted to show my my kids and my my mom and people like that so you can hear them like choke that bitch like they were <laughs> they were like the, everyone was kind of fed up with her by the end of that week so they were like yes like you could hear them like really excited like oh my god like she knocked her out for real like oh my gosh like you know because I was just like I'd had enough and I was like okay that's it like we were trying to make the fight go for three rounds and I was like mm -mm, I'm not getting hit in the face anymore because if that continues to happen then somebody's going to get seriously injured and I would hate for that to happen so I was like how do I safely end this what is the best way to do this and it just it just happened like the synchronicity of it all it was just so fluid and it looked so beautiful and it was like no thought involved it was all just like okay it just happened so perfectly that's the thing first of all choke that bitch chance put that on a t-shirt hashtag choke that bitch <laughs> yeah I gotta say this. What you said it so beautifully. Uh, for me, I always think of it from subtlety, intricacies, and nuances. And you talk about safe. One thing I always say to the girls, because myself, Sean, like you mentioned so eloquently, every girl is a unique personality, but that's what makes this company unique. Um, it's safe and spectacular, man. Apply your craft in safe fashion and do it in spectacular fashion as well. Um, yeah. when I watched that fight with you and Chloe, first of all, besides the memory of it, and I could tell, like, first of all, when y'all are doing your, your ground game here and then you're coming back, you got this look on your face like you're just like mad not just at the world but you're just like fuck like would she stop fucking hitting me in the face that was the genuine reaction i got from you when watching that and then you just yeah. just <laughs> very real it was very very real, real. No, and i'm like with that. that was just a pure visceral reaction yeah. of like what the fuck are you doing like i at one point i think in the video you see me going like what the fuck are you doing like my hair is all crazy i'm like what the yeah. fuck are you doing like quit hitting me in the and then i was like i'm not afraid of her hitting me but I'm afraid of losing my temper. Right. 
because I know the consequences to that. So I was like, okay. And you see me at one point, I had her and I was like, oh, I really wanted to hit her in the face. And then I, cause I had her leg and I was like, let me just get her on the ground and yep. then see what I can do from there. Cause you see me hesitate. And it's so funny. Cause a lot of people um, where I live, I also do a lot of bartending. So a lot of people know me from bartending and working in the bars. And like, they were, they were such supportive people to the fight too like they're still fans to this day they're like oh my gosh that was amazing like you're so dope like just really I haven't had any really negative uh, someone did call me uh said I was trans which I that's like no new insult to me I think people like they I have like a very androgynous looking face and then like the makeup and stuff like played up the character so I'm I was hired to be a villain so I was like let me just get crazy with my hair and my makeup and I had a really fun hairstyle at the time so I've the only the only rude thing I've had one or two comments where someone was like oh like you're you're trans and I'm like I'll take that compliment because you know or like you know people are like they're you know they're they're fans so they're like oh I did have a couple of people though that like um I kind of had to write a post on my because I'm like you know got a lot of attention like you mentioned and um the i get a lot of interesting interactions but i think the ones i was worried for the most was people kind of looking at the fight and thinking like i could kick her ass like that she's not that tough but they don't realize i was holding back a lot <laughs> so it's like um i had to write a post and say hey like this is an entertainment fight it was for entertainment in real life if you come and you test me i hope you have health insurance something to the to the effect of that because you will end up in the hospital like don't try me <laughs> so i had to really like set that boundary because i was getting a couple people saying like oh chloe was beating you and i'm like that means i did my job ah uh, that was the acting part was acting like she could beat me acting like you know that was the part where the entertainment comes in because if it was a real fight it would end it would have happened a lot differently things would have been a way different right so my job is to make it seem like this much smaller, younger um, opponent has the opportunity or the skill set to actually kick my ass. So, you know, like the whole training the year before, the year and a half before of like getting hit, getting thrown to the ground and like not reacting. Even when I was um, Michael Modest, that is my coach's name. Yep. I was like, it just popped in my head. I could picture his face. Um, he... I loved it with like, I absolutely loved training with him because he was like suplexing me, throwing me around like, and then I was like, you know, reacting. And then when I was trying to practice, because um, I wanted to do a suplex with her in the ring. That's something I wanted to do that we learned this really, I was, I wanted to do this really cool move with her and we were trying to practice it and she kept storming out because I was hurting her. And I was like, I'm not trying to hurt you, but the more that we do it, the more I can stop reacting naturally. So what was happening is she was suplexing me, but then I was like rolling and like tossing her. That was my immediate reaction instead of just like going into the next move that I wanted to do. And so like, I think like um, when people see the, the footage of us all training together, they're like, well, wait, is this real? Because you're all training together. How does that work? But they, they forget the aspect of it being like, yes, this is real MMA this is a real fight these are you have there's real risk involved but it's also a show it's also entertainment it's also for your pleasure so like if if you put different you know weights classes abilities in a ring it's not entertaining if the person who has more ability or a weight advantage or a height you know like these different advantages ends the fight in 30 seconds what's the point of that you know what i mean like we're meant to kind of draw it out and and make it fun so 
I found it the most challenging because of the whole temper thing. I was like, okay, it's not going to be fun if if I like hurt her. I'm going to feel bad. She's going to feel bad. Everyone's going to feel bad. So, and it's just not it's not as entertaining when someone's you know potentially almost dying in the ring. You don't want that. So, <laughs> you know, so it's like the respect of the show, the respect of the sport. You're trying to like balance all these different balls in terms of like how do we respect women's MMA for the women that are in the UFC and doing that and trying to make progress with that. How do we respect them? How do we respect the sport itself? How do we, cause you know, with martial arts, I think a lot of people don't realize um, that are involved in the LFC that it there's um, it's about honor. It's about, you know what I mean? Like there's these, all these different nuances that are involved with MMA specifically. And I, that's why I had a hard time with the whole spitting in the octagon i found that super disrespectful i was like what the heck or the water being thrown on me at the end i was like yeah. oh i just immediately stopped talking and we wrapped up the interview because i was just like I, I i can't anymore like i just need to go take a minute disrespect it was just too much happening and i was at that point just like no i need to calm down I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't mean to laugh as well because the, we talk about subtleties and I have to bring this up. I'm glad that you mentioned that your face as well, besides the fight. And we'll talk about the choke in a second, but not even after that, folks, if you watch Chris here and Chloe, you go for the interview. And by the way, shout out to Michael Modest, WCW beyond the mat man's a great man and a great teacher and a great coach yeah. for you. Like your face, when she just went and just got that water on you, you were just like, and then you dipped like you were out of there. That's another thing I, I wanted to hit her. You I wanted to hit her. Face. I saw that and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely that was where it stopped being like entertainment and fun for me because I was ready to. Molly I was Pop. ready. I was ready to fuck her up I, at that point because I, I was so annoyed at that point. You know, all week I was being tested. I I was like, you know, like I I want to say like she's a sweet person. She's very sweet, but she's also quite a bit younger than me so like I mentioned she's almost 21 not quite 21 she hadn't just she was about to turn 21 a week after we left or something like that if I remember correctly and I was like 35 turning 36 almost so like you know there's quite an age gap so um it was very frustrating we shared a room uh there was a lot of things happening so it was like <laughs> there was no break and then the fight had happened and I was still like heated from it and I was trying to still be respectful and then the water and I mean, entertainment wise, it's great. Everyone loved it. They thought it was wonderful. But I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? So at that point, I was like, I was immediately angry again. So I was like, I didn't even have time to calm down, like anger wise from all the stuff that was happening. And like, I yeah, so there's just a lot. It was a lot at once. And I was really proud of myself for how I conducted myself. But because like I said, when I walked out, it was just booing the minute they said I was fighting out of Edmonton Alberta Canada everyone was like boo like I was cheering myself I was like in the ring like I'll cheer for me that's all <laughs> like I, even at the end I was like yeah guys like I'm the winner like yeah so it was really funny it was that and then after at the um uh the meet and greet I can't remember they had it inside the the um the bar that was on site yeah you know, yeah, people that were at the fight came over and they're like, oh my gosh, like, I gotta say, I, I wasn't really a fan when I, but now, whoa, you know, and it, it was really nice to just interact with people after and just hear, like, th there was a couple women, she still is, uh, she follows me on Instagram and we still chat sometimes, but she was just like, oh my god, that was amazing, like, that was so cool, and I just can't believe that, like, like, you're my favorite fight of the night, and it was just really cool, it was just like a cool experience, so... Yeah, everything about it was very interesting and very cool and out of my comfort zone, I'll say. So it was challenging in a lot of ways. It helped me to grow in a lot of ways. So 
When you talk about it helping you to grow, and I mean, I think what a lot of people enjoy, and what I always really like to highlight within the show, within the LFC product, is the internal and external beauty side of things. I mean, we have so yeah. many women that we talk about the uniqueness from the mind, body, and the soul. But I mean, for you, and I'll say this right now, first of all, you talk about being 35, 36 at the time. First of all, let's be honest here. Let's put it bluntly here, Miss Blackwell. You still got it going on. You got the tattoo. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. You got the tattoos. You got everything that with the aesthetics, like it's an appealing look and people can gravitate towards. I think that's what everybody needs to look for in entertainment, that gravitational pull, so to speak. Well, and the thing is that gave me that's I actually got approached for the another Wolf Cop movie based on my look. Um, somebody who knew Sean, they were looking for. So they filmed the movie in um, Saskatchewan and they were looking for an actress that had like this specific look this specific um energy to her and they saw my fight and they were like they wanted me and I was like you guys realize like I'm I have like zero acting like I work I'm a government worker I like literally I don't want to ruin your movie like that was a concern and they were like we want you like we can send a script over let us know what you think and I was like I got the script and initially it was I don't know if you you, you said you saw the movie I've seen some highlights. I've seen a lot of the punching and the fights and the strikes. Yeah. Like the yeah. stuff that you were doing. That, and that was also very cool. Like, right. so, yeah. I mean, it was like, it's, um, I know this sounds weird to say, but honestly, like glory to God. It's glory to God for all of it because it was like a lot of the right place, the right time. How I met Sean was I was dropping a friend off to interview with him and I had to use the bathroom. And um, I was introduced to him. I was like, you know, I'm just going to use the washroom. And because she didn't have a, an opportunity to get there on her own. So she asked for a ride. And I was like, OK, no problem. And she never ended up joining. And I did. And I just um, from there, it was just like all these different. It was just um, the synchronicities again, like just the way that it happened, the flow of it. And it's kind of like directed me to what I do now, which is in the entertainment stuff and like writing and um yeah, I just find it so interesting because it would like when would I have come across him? He doesn't live in Edmonton. He doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it was just happenstance. And honestly, just it's a gift from God. I always say that it's just everything that lined up lines up like that. That doesn't really have an explanation. It's just God working through others to get to me to help me push me out of my comfort zone and place me where he needs me. So, yeah. I gotta say, if you've not seen another Wolf Cop, what I like about it too is besides the fact that the fight scenes are great and you play a great role in it, I think you talk about the the subtleties and everything, how God puts things right in front of us from the unique standpoint. I mean, we wake up in the morning, we have our health, and what I love about it too as well is he takes us in different directions and maybe like a step back, but then you get another step forward. As one chapter, one door closes, another one opens, as people say, but it's like... If you're really willing to open up your mind, expand your horizons, God is there for you and he puts you in the place you need to go. Exactly. And he usually pulls you down before he's like slingshots you forward. So there was a lot happening in my life at that point. Um, I never really get into it. I'm a very private person. Um, so, I mean, I make I do make um, reference to it in some of my posts that I post on my Instagram or my Facebook, just because I actually have a diagnosis of CPTSD which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, And I used to be ashamed to say that, honestly, because you kind of attribute it to people that have like gone to war and seen like horrific, horrendous things. Um, So it took me a long time to be able to say that without feeling embarrassed by it, which is crazy to say, because it's not even something that I 
want, right? It's something that has occurred over an extended period of time based on the way I grew up and just life in general. So yeah, I was actually dealing with um, quite a bit during that fight. I was actually off of work because it was um, at that point in my life, a lot of things were kind of like overflowing in terms of like anxiety and flashbacks and that's when I about two years after that is when I got well actually no sorry I'm I'm misrepresenting I would say the year of the fight like because I signed up to do LFC a year and a half before my fight actually happened and so around that time is when all of the things started happening and then in January of 2015 is when I was diagnosed with CPTSD Um, and I was dealing with a lot of it's weird to say mental health issues because it didn't feel like that at the time it was just this overwhelming inability to regulate my emotions because of years of pushing the emotions away and not feeling them I never learned how to process emotions properly so all of these emotions were screaming to be heard and they wanted my attention and I didn't know how to process them. I, so I would just cry and I'm not a crier. And like, so, you know, it was really difficult. So I ended up having to go on a medical leave from work. So when I did my fight, it was, um, it was difficult because I was on an actual medical leave, but I was trying, something pushed me to do the fight. I knew that I could lose my job from doing it. And it really came down to like, um, am I okay with this completely, changing my path in life potentially in a negative way in the, in my mind it was negative because like who wants to lose their career they've been doing it for 14 years they went to school for they owe thousands of dollars for training for like there was a lot of risk it wasn't just in the ring it was in my personal life and you know it's I don't think people realize like the it's not like we're making millions here doing these fights I don't have like a security team like there's all of these different things that come into play like I've had stalkers since I've had people like like I said I bartend so I've had people you know I'm coming home at 3 34 in the morning after a shift at work and I've had people follow me and as I'm coming home and that's really scary and you know, you get, you get diff, like di- interesting interactions, lots of different interesting interactions. And I always try to be polite and kind. Um, but sometimes you have to be firm. Like I said, with the post that one time I had to be like, Hey, I know y'all are thinking some kind of way, but like in real life, I fight to win and you will get hurt. So please don't, don't I even think of like hurting me or my kids. Cause you know, then we're going to have real problems. So it's all for entertainment guys. Remember it's all fun and games, but you know, and then you get the people that, um, I've had people come up to me and they, they like my son will be out with me. So my son is uh, 25 now. My daughter's 21 now. But um, so when he turned 18, I would say t- I worked in the bars. So, you know, um, in Edmonton, um, it can be a little unsafe for a gentleman to go out, unfortunately. So I was concerned about him going out on his own. And he was like, Mom, I'd really like you to come out with me. And I was like, OK, are you sure? Like, we, you can I can bring you I can bring you to a safe place. I can introduce you to the owners and the security team. And like, we can do it that way. He's like, no, I want to I want to do it with you. I want to go with you. And I was like, OK, so um, there's times where he's been out with me and people just come up like, Chris, oh, my God, Raven or like, you know, and they're just talking to me like we're friends and we've known each other for years and years. And I don't know these people. I've never met them in my life. So I try to be very like, oh, like, you know, like, thank you, you know, disengage. But my son doesn't pick up the cue that like we don't know these people because I'm being polite back. So I've had to have conversations with him and be like, hey, like, like you can't be 
inviting them to come hang out with us for the rest of the night like those aren't my friends <laughs> so like it's been like there's been a couple of awkward situations he's like mom I thought you knew that guy like or I thought you knew that girl because they were the way they were talking to you it's like they know you and I'm like it's honestly just whatever they perceive from social media and like you you have to be so cautious because like I said I've had really scary circumstances where people will like follow me in vehicles home and um that was really scary for me actually because you know it's like 3 30 4 in the morning I'm driving towards my house and I'm driving with conviction <laughs> we'll say that and uh there's a vehicle like a giant black truck following me turn for turn and I'm like I'm recognizing like okay what's going on here because I don't live close to where the bars are I live you know in an like fam family neighborhood type place so I was like okay is that person following me? So then after a quick, a few quick turns, I realized they're actually following me. So I started driving towards the police station because I was, I, that was something that just stuck with me. Like if you're, someone's following you, don't drive home, go to, yep. yeah. So I started driving towards the police station. And when they realized that all of a sudden on my Instagram or no, it was my Facebook. Yeah. It was my Facebook went off. Um, Hey, that's me following you in the truck. And I was like, okay, a couple thoughts. Whoa. It was like somebody who was on my, yeah, it was somebody that was on my friends list. But see, the thing with Facebook, this is why I prefer Instagram. With Facebook, you have to accept them as a friend in order for them to see your stuff yeah. and engage with you. Instagram, you don't have to follow people back. You can just follow the people you know or you're comfortable following. or Like, it's more up to you. And you don't have to engage if you don't want to. Um, and it's, I think it's, it's more of like a boundary for me. It's more comfortable. This was on Facebook and after my fight um thousands of people friend requested me and I I was just like took my kids pictures down before they turned 18 I had nothing of my kids on there really um and then I accepted people because I didn't want them to a find out you know my real last name because my real name is Chris but my last name is different I didn't want them to find out where I lived I was trying to protect myself and my my kids because like I said we're not making millions we're not we don't have security detail for people that you know are super fans essentially which is very cool like I I I love that I have fans but it's like you know um with everything you have to be respectful of the boundaries involved you can't just like follow me home that's totally inappropriate you can't you know grab me like you know me in public and keep touching me like there's physical boundaries you have to respect there's like social boundaries you have to respect so it was pretty scary and I think that um, I never thought that that anything like that would happen. So that was really interesting for me. I was like, whoa, like this is out of my comfort zone, but I know that I can handle it appropriately. I didn't engage with the person. I didn't like feed into it. I, I generally, um, I know it's difficult for people who actually want to work with me and do projects with me because I don't necessarily see all of my messages either. That's the other difficult thing. My inbox gets inundated to the point where like things get buried. <laughs> so um even for the movie they went through Sean to get my information and Sean was like hey are you okay with me giving your information because like I don't know if they tried to reach out some other platform or not um and I just didn't see it but it's very difficult so I just yeah I'm like okay how do I <laughs> I think even for you it was difficult to like it's hard for me to see my messages and then when I want to respond it's like I have to search through hundreds of messages to do it because I'm like oh where did that message go and then I have to like it's very difficult so it's not to be rude, but it's also like it's it's overwhelming because we're not equipped to deal with all of it after the fact. Like you don't do the fight thinking like, oh, I'm going to be famous. Like I don't even feel like I'm famous now. So it's always weird when people recognize me or start talking to me. And I'm always just polite and kind. Like I treat people how I want to be treated. I've always been that way. 
Um, and I think um, I do my best not to encourage them to continue to like have try to have a rapport with me like if somebody compliments me um and I'm out and the you know they're we're drinking or like you know there's an atmosphere where like boundaries maybe don't seem so bright so they're like oh, okay well they'll grab me and I don't like to be touched um you know I was kidnapped when I was little so I don't like people coming up from behind me grabbing me so I have like like all of these things that are from my CPTSD and it's like I don't like I, if someone comes up behind me, I get really like, I don't like it. So yeah. I've had a lot of people come up and strongly grab me on the shoulder and be like, Craven or Chris. And then I'm like, okay, like, and I'll disengage. I'll be like, oh, like, then they start talking. And so I try to create physical space. And it's something that I think that is, um, I've gotten better at. So before I would kind of jerk and be like, you know, and then they would feel bad. And I wasn't trying to make anybody feel bad because I knew they were just excited to actually like see me and interact with me and just to talk to me. And I don't think there's any harm in that. But definitely with the physical boundaries, I don't I don't like people touching me that I don't like touch first or if I don't you know what I mean. <laughs> so like I'm a hugger. I love hugging people, but I won't hug my fans because I don't want them to get the wrong impression and I don't want them to to feel like it's okay to just come up and start touching me it's so because I like I said I don't have a security team I just have to to appropriately disengage and handle and and keep them a fan so it's like this really interesting balance so it's taught me a lot of things for sure I just put it out there because as she did mention first of all and I've told you this Chris I'm glad that we are getting to do this interview number one because you do yeah. I'll say this you are the bomb I will say this right outside oh, of the you know, Chris, you were probably one of the sweetest people I know. And I say that with the utmost insanity respect. Well, to you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. I was going to say, if you wanted to, I'll be, I'll put it like this, folks. I was going to make a joke and said that you were dissing me by not messing, answering my <laughs> messages. Big league in me. I see how it is. No, I'm kidding. But no. No. But I mean, it's, it's one of those things too, as well. When you have some sense of limelight and like you talk about with the fight and everything, people are just going to come out there in droves, so to speak. Like you talk about like talking and stuff. Like you don't realize like the impact you have with what you do as like a talent as someone who can be in some sort of limelight the entertainment aspect so to speak yeah. it's crazy but at the same time i think you took the necessary acts the necessary you know stuff that you needed to do and i find that not only admirable but commendable because a lot of people do it with respect class and dignity and that's i think yeah you have to look at it so i think you handled yourself very well in those situations oh thank you yeah it was interesting it's been an interesting journey not any of it that I would I didn't even think of any of this like you don't fathom you just are like this seems like it'd be really cool I want to travel because I was like you know god I really want to start traveling more but how am I going to do that and then the opportunity came where it was like we fight but we don't fight here we fight in the states and we're trying to fight in other places and I was like wow okay and then you do a cost risk analysis like am I compromising my morals or values in any way by wearing lingerie and that was one of my questions to Sean. I said, okay, because I'm like, Laundry, like, so do you guys pick the outfits or do I get to choose what I wear? And he was like, you you pick what you want to wear. You provide your own stuff. And I was like, perfect. This is perfect because I wore more in the ring than I wear on the beach. I wear a bikini on the beach, loud and proud with, you know, mom tummy and everything. I don't care. But I'm like, if, if I'm going to be in front of millions of people, I'm going to make an outfit of it. Like I had a really cool, like in the poster pictures, I had this like vest that had little spikes on it and stuff. Like I had like a whole thing, but I was like, oh, it's, it's real metal. It's real. It's not like plastic. It's not like, this is a, the, the shawl, I guess you could call it. It's like a $200 shawl. It's leather. It's got like spikes on it. That's made from like actual, like, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I don't want to wreck it in the ring. Like, 
because we're wrestling around and we're fighting and like I also didn't want to wreck my stuff so I if I had had the opportunity to do more fights I would have loved to so I was dealing with the CPTSD stuff and then I had a car accident and then I had another car accident and I've just started healing from my last car accident so that was actually funny because in 2018 I told Sean like hey I'm ready to start coming back and then I got um in a major car accident a gigantic tractor in the middle of winter um, flew backwards into my vehicle and caused my whole left side of my body to get damaged I still deal with some issues with it and I just recently started have having the opportunity to do exercise without my ribs popping out um so that was like a huge thing and I was like I can't safely like I had messaged with Sean a few times because he kept sending me god bless his soul he kept sending me information about like you know you get like hey girls we're going to be doing this lineup here's our here's what we're hoping to do what are you available for and I'm like oh my gosh like I would love to get back in the ring and do these things so the emotional stuff I had packed on weight because when you're in a high stress state of mind all the time you your body um, builds this hormone. It's like a cortisol hormone and it's a survival hormone. And unfortunately that survival hormone um, causes you to retain weight because it thinks, you know, you're in survival mode. So you may not get food. You may not, you know what I mean? So even though I'm eating healthy and I'm doing all the things I'm like getting all this weight and I'm just like, what is going on with my body? And my body just felt like foreign to me. It wasn't cooperating with me. And then when I got to a mental state where I was processing all this trauma out and my body was like, you know, the levels got back down to normal hormonally, they were getting to normal. And I was actually just like getting back to feeling healthy, feeling strong. And then the car accident happened, the major one. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I was like, Sean, I would love to still be involved, but I don't know how safe it would be because I I have injuries that I'm dealing with and I don't want to put myself or anyone else at risk. And he was like, totally understand you know, reach out when you're feeling better. And it's, it's been like almost five years. And like I said, I just, just started um, being able to do even just like body weight exercises without my ribs popping in and out of place and causing soft tissue damage and then causing me to have to go to the Cairo and the physio and the massage therapist. And it's just like, I'm so grateful. Like you have no idea. I was having a conversation the other day with somebody and they were like, how's your workout journey, your fitness journey going? And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful to God at this point, like to be able to go and do something like a push up or like 10 pound weights and not feel something pop out of place is amazing. It feels so good. And I'm like, so excited to get back to this place of feeling strong and healthy again, because even though I felt healthy, it's like, I don't feel strong. I feel like my body's fighting me and I'm like, okay, can we all just get along? I just want us to be able to go to the gym and lift some weights and like, you know, have a good time. Cause I, I want to be able to go back into the gym and do some boxing or do some MMA. Cause that's actually stress relieving for me. So it helps my CPTSD symptoms to stay like at a nice level where, <laughs> where it's not affecting me negatively. So it's like difficult to find an outlet that works because honestly, sometimes you just want to go beat the shit out of something. You know, you have a hard day, your kids stress you out or things are going on and you just want to go and punch a punching bag or throw somebody around. And you can't even do that. Like it hurts you to do a push up. It's so discouraging. So it's cool to be back in a place where I'm like I feel normal so now I'm like okay nowhere to go but up at this point like now I can start like building and and doing what I want to do with myself and my body because I've emotionally done everything I need to do spiritually done everything I need to do now it's my body that needs to get in line so now that that's cooperating it just feels really amazing it's such a relief
Yeah, to say first and foremost, put that also on the t-shirt. Now, sometimes you got to beat the shit out of something. I like your style. Um, I got yeah. <laughs> I got to put this bluntly. First and foremost, I'm glad that you're here with everything, with the accents that you're here. You're here with us. Yeah. So I got to say prayers and love. You. You're welcome. But that's the amazing part of it, too, man. No matter whatever topsy-turvy thing that we go through. I mean, I could see, like we talk about the external factor. You look good. I could tell that you're, you're getting there and you're going to continue to get there within your journey, onward and upward, as they say. And I'm just, I got to say, if you ever do come back to LFC, there's a lot of great talents that just came in, like Holly Dunaway, four-time kickboxing champion. Yeah. And many people, like there's so many different challenges for you, man. I can't wait. And I hope to see you back in the future, Chris. Yeah, you never know what the future holds. Absolutely. Only time will tell. <laughs> so <laughs> you never know. You guys might see me in the ring. I mean, I'm 43. I'm going to be 43 next, 44 in April. So, you know, I, I definitely am not getting any younger, but I'm always open to, I'm always open to new things and like to, you know, things that were always like fruitful and helped me to grow and weren't negative. I'm always open to obviously revisiting. So right now I just got to work on getting my my body where I needed to be in terms of fitness and ability to like lift heavy things because I can't go and throw girls around if I can't even do push-ups. <laughs> so, so I got to get, I got to get all that under control, but you never know. Never say never. Right. Oh, absolutely not. And I think also you added a lot of great things too. like, and I'm actually the same way. And I love that you brought this up in today's forum. Like when I was a kid, like, first of all, bullied out the wazoo folks. I was the kid that, so my had cousins that worked at a deli, right? I was like the cold cuts. Yeah. You give me some like ham, bologna and cheese or something, man, that's a sandwich. That's a good day. For like a second. That was a sandwich, yeah. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, you would get I would get made fun of that and stuff. And even if you like something that other people don't like, we have it today in today's society. I mean, cyberbullying has stepped up, unfortunately. But in a day, yes. you know, you deal with verbal abuse. So I remember like fourth grade, I got into this thing with this kid because we were playing soccer on the field. It was during a recess and he kept going like like up here, like I had to keep ducking. And I'm like, uh, -uh. so I remember tackling the kid to the crown and I remember crying for it because I'm just like, all right kid deserved it number one but also number two i don't want to hurt this person like what am i doing yeah. you know what i'm saying and then in sixth grade like a kid stole my like my notebook like and he was playing around with it but i'm like all right it's not fun anymore so i grabbed him right like almost like a choke kind of deal and we went back and hit a desk and i felt horrible. Yeah. like horrible so it, i agree with you and i see from that stance too as well because when you're a person who's non-violent like yourself we try to get along we try to be cohesive which is how it should be it's like, man, like, fuck, like, you don't want to put yourself into a situation where either you're angry, you get violent, and then it takes up to a level that it, like, you don't want to see it. And I mean, back to the, yeah. and I mean, back to the fight for a second, man, like when you're like angrily, like doing your hair and twisted it up like you did, like, <laughs> the, we're going to point this yeah. out here, folks, because yeah. man, like, like you, I was doing some deep breathing in the corner. I was like, fuck calm down yeah i was trying to calm my nervous system down so much at that point and you mentioned like the comments chris like it's amazing to see and first of all with lfc we love our comments phones we love the feedback and we thank you for watching but god dang yeah. it like one of the things that happened on your fight was at the end not only do you choke miss miss uh, chloe out here but god dang man like the kick is what does it for me folks when she's choking her and the and you ch she's choked out you kicked her off and everybody was like yeah. oh, that's great sportsmanship you just kick her off i'm like well what do you expect like you're there and you're trying to yeah. get out of the way like the kick is what does it like like the kick after you choke her out is just like whoa that's also i have to bring up because that was an integral part of the fight as well 
Yeah, I definitely was like, just get the fuck off me at this point. Like, I'm <laughs> done with this fight. I like picked my wedgie out of my butt because my my underwear was, you know, my butt was eating my underwear. I'm like, oh, this is lovely. Here I'm picking my little my wedgie out of my baby booty. Um, and that they captured that. They kept that angle. That's great. But you just see me like cuff off, and I was just like, calm down, calm down, calm down. And like even my face, I was like shocked when she went out so quickly. Um, I didn't realize I was like holding her when I had her when she was on her four like on all fours I know I had her shoulder but I didn't realize I was like putting pressure on her neck so that's why she went out so quick so everyone's like oh she went out so quick that can't be real and I'm like um I think I was choking her when I had her because I I have um the thing about me is I sometimes forget my own strength when I'm angry which was part of the problem with the training like I was getting worked up I was getting like for me it wasn't like I was angry I was like excited I was like oh I love this shit you know and like at one point Michael and I banged heads and he was like ow and I was like oh are you okay he's like are you okay like he was because he like headbutted me right in the middle of my forehead Mm. with I think his his jaw or his face and he's a big guy like he's not a small guy so he had suplexed me and then I I didn't roll properly um to recover from it and then we ended up I went forward because like I said my initial reaction is to attack and so I had gone up instead of back like I was supposed to and so he was coming in and I was going up and we just like smashed and he was like oh my god he's like ow and he was like are you okay and I was like I'm fine are you okay and he was like yeah that was hard are you sure you're okay I'm like yep let's keep going like I love this shit it's like um it's exciting it feels great it's like a really good workout like I don't know like for me it's just fun and I who knows like if I if I had ran into Sean like 20 years ago and he was doing this maybe I'd be in a different place now maybe I would have done hundreds of fights at this point I'm not really sure but like just even the opportunity to do the one was just such a really cool experience and I'm so grateful and I like I said I always have so much respect for Sean and he was so supportive of my movie came to the premiere when it premiered in Edmonton they had like a premiere and that was like just all of it was just a very it's just been a really surreal experience and it's been really cool and it actually helped open doors for me that I've always been passionate about writing and like I love movies like you know they were my escape I love getting I love books I love getting lost in people's imagination so for me it was really cool that it's like led me down that path because I was so focused on just existing and like doing the nine to five and like, you know, the pension and <laughs> all the good stuff. So I was like, you know, that was my focus. I wasn't really focused on having fun and like enjoying the process of of being an adult. You know, most of us were just adults and we go and we do what we have to do to survive. And nine times out of 10, you don't really love what you're doing. It's like, you feel like you're selling your soul. You're like, that's how I was feeling at work because you hit your ceiling of growth and it's like you can't grow any farther than that and then you have to make a decision you stay here feeling this way or you retrain within the same scope and you kind of like you know shift around because I worked in healthcare so it's like you know the health field so there's all these different things I could have done or I just got like thrown into the entertainment aspect of life and I just it just seemed like such a good fit it was just so comfortable and it was just like I felt alive for the first time in a really long time. And it was just such a really interesting, cool experience. So I'm always forever grateful. And like Sean is just an amazing human being too. I think he gets a lot of flack. He's pretty misunderstood. Um, And I, I think when people get an opportunity to meet him, they just realize like, he's just a guy that (laughs) he's literally living his dream out. Like he, he has this, like, he has this vision for himself and he's, he just continues to pursue it to make it happen. And we all kind of got dragged into its orbit, all of us fighters and, you know, the people who work for LFC and stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't think anything bad has really ever come out of it from the best of my knowledge that I know personally. So, you know, I've never heard any um, poor reviews about 
working with him or what that experience is like. So I think it's just a really cool, like I said, really cool platform. And I have a lot of respect for him and the way he handles himself and conducts himself, even though he gets a lot of pushback. <laughs> so, yeah, it's always interesting. I can see that as well. And I will say this, besides doing this and even before this, Sean has always treated me with the utmost insane respect and I'm grateful for the platform. I look at it yeah. from a Sean standpoint, and I, I say this bluntly about Sean. Here's what I like about him. Professional as far as if you're nice to him, he'll be nice to you back because that's how it works. It's a two-way street, right? But if yeah. you're I'm going to be a dick back to you if you want to like clap back, if you will. So there's that element to it as well. Unfortunately, it's like, and I say this in life, and I think you can concur with me on this, Chris. If you have the ability to be nice and put that good energy into the universe, into the world, what have you, yeah, life's too short to be a dick, to put it bluntly. It's like, why would you want to put 100%. that energy up there, right? A hundred percent. And I feel like I I believe, like, I, you know, I have a firm, I'm deeply rooted in my relationship with God. And um, like, that's why it's so important. I treat people how I want to be treated. And I, I think the key to that is not taking things personally that other people do. Like, I could have totally personalized what was happening in the ring and been like oh my god chloe is like such a bitch what the fuck is wrong with her like you know i could have all of these things could have happened i didn't do that i was like what the hell's going on with her and then i was like that's not my business right now all i have control over is me and how i'm going to handle this and like i just need to center myself and all of those years of therapy for the cptsd came in handy too because they really taught me how to ground myself within my body um one of the things with it is I dissociate from my body so I don't feel pain I don't feel like I completely dissociate like you could be cutting my my leg off and I might laugh and think like okay you're gonna fucking die now you know what I mean like I completely dissociate from any of my my senses in terms of like what's happening outside of me and keeping myself safe so for me I was like learning how to ground myself back into my body helped me not to lose my temper helped me to you know that training beforehand um, I had a lot of friends that were actually like fighters, like they do the the fighting here in Canada. So like they offered to train me for free because like I'm a single mom on a budget. And like I said, we're not rolling in the millions here, like, you know, and there's only so much that can be done. Like a lot of it is up to us at the time. I don't know if it's changed, but at the time it was like up to us to kind of like hone our skill on our own, on our own time on our own funds and things like that. So I was blessed enough to have a lot of um, people in my life that were like come to the gym like I'll train you for free I like no problem and so like I had the opportunity to do all these things so like I don't have like a hundred percent skill set in certain things I have like uh skills uh, a set of skills to a degree in different forms and I gotta say like jujitsu is my favorite I love it I don't know why I don't know why I just love it I love the fact of it's like the it's almost like a chess game I feel like when you're doing jujitsu because it's a lot of groundwork and it's a lot of holds and it's a lot of like close contact. Whereas like Muay Thai, it's like you want to create space, but you still can like hold and like jujitsu, you're bringing them in, like you're getting them close to you so you can hurt them. So it's like you, it's more my fighting style. I feel my natural fighting style. Like I have no problem. I'll force my way to your space and I will take a few hits. Like that's my natural way of fighting. If I'm to get in a fight, someone approached me on the street and tried to fight me, I'm going to get as close to you as possible. And if I have to take a couple of punches to the face, or whatever I'll take them I don't care but the minute I get my hands on you you're in trouble like that's how I am in real life so I think that's probably why I love I just love it so much like it's my favorite one to practice 
but I, I haven't had an opportunity to like seek it out and get like all my belts and things like that. So I've just had friends that are, that are fighters and they're like, come and we'll train and we'll do this and we'll do this. Okay. Like, so it was like really cool. I got all this, these opportunities where my friends were like, let's, let's get you ready for this fight. We want you to look good. Like, I'm like, me too. <laughs> I don't want to go there and look stupid. Like, you know, cause especially when they took the, the rule away of like no striking in the face, it's like, okay, how do you, how do you have a fight? and and make it entertaining without striking someone like that's the first thing you're going to do in a real fight is you're going to try to knock them out or you're going to you know what I mean like that's the most damaging areas from here to here so I was like it was very interesting all of it was very fun and jujitsu being such an art form and like you mentioned it's like chess and the hold and the finishing is the checkmate and I mean if you analyze dissect and decipher anything in life I mean I also was very, like you brought up the rule, like you take away the strike to the face, like here in the grill up and all up in here. It's one yeah. of those things where it's like, you have to be creative. And like, like you mentioned, how can I make this entertaining? How can I use holds and ground game and everything from this area yeah. to make this entertaining? So it's a challenge, but it's a challenge worth taking. Yeah. And so the, there's a lot of moments in the fight where I kind of like a quiz and I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I want this to look good. So I'm going to let it look like you're, you're able to, you know, flip me over. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like if I really didn't want to be flipped over, of course it wouldn't have happened. I'm heavier than her. I'm bigger than her. She would have, it would have been more of a struggle. It would have been such a, but it looks great when the small fighter on underneath can like flip over the bigger opponent. Like, of course, like, so there's these moments. And I think like, that's like the controversy with any sport that's not like considered a real sport like UFC is considered a real fight because there's blood and the thing is like I don't know like I think I um accidentally punched Chloe in her mouth at one point because she had blood in her mouth um and I felt bad after I was like hey are you okay like she's like yeah no that was great like she was really hyped and she was like she played it off like oh you didn't actually like knock me out like she was telling that to the castmates and they were like okay like we all saw mm. um and she was like no no I was just and they were like yeah no you were you were like out out and so like I think to save face she was kind of like oh yeah no like I played it up and I was like oh, whatever makes you feel better like I really don't care at that point it was just like the whole thing was just interesting and I was just like okay <laughs> I'm done with this week and then I yeah it was just like I just took all the little silver linings and like really big on that in life like you can't necessarily control what's happening or how it's going to happen, but there's always something beautiful that comes from it. So focus on that, focus on the beauty of it. Like I focused on the fact that we got to train in the War Gods gym, which is where Mike Tyson did some training. Like that was super cool. Um, amazing. Like, you know, then we had all these, these trainers come in. Like I, you know what I mean? I got a free trip to Vegas. I, we were training all week. So I didn't really have time to do anything. I'm not a big drinker party here. Cause it's not really my jam. I love dancing, but like, you know, out of respect, cause I was sharing a room with Chloe. I wasn't going to just ditch her. So I, you know, we spent time just walking and like doing, doing things like that. And she couldn't gamble or anything. So I think that just affected her mood more while we were there. I can't really speak to her mindset and her mood while we were there. It's, um, but she was definitely it, it, from a receiving end. I think I'll speak for me, uh, for, from a receiving end, it was, it was like, she wasn't, um, she wasn't happy that week at all. And she wanted everyone to know that she wasn't happy. So <laughs> it was, uh, there, that's why I think there was such a loud cheer from the green room in my videos. It's so funny when I post them on like my, my, um, my stories quickly or whatever because I don't really post them on the wall of my stuff because I'm like you know it's just like a funny moment in this like serious serious thing that happened where they're like choke that bitch like everyone was just so happy that she like you know 
got the like I don't want to say put in her place but like you know that she got humbled a little bit I guess in that moment because she was like yeah I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna like and I'm like yeah like you know bring it like I, I don't I'm not concerned about you like harming me and I think that maybe I don't know if that triggered her to be like oh I'm gonna hurt you now because you think I can't hurt you so I'm gonna do my best to hurt you and I, I think she definitely tried her best to hurt me in the fight and it all it ended up doing was making me more and more and more frustrated and angry so I was like you know we like I we really wanted the fight to go three rounds and I was like nope absolutely not we're not doing that anymore like um, we're, we're done <laughs> like we're fucking done like this is the end of it so yeah I was a little disappointed I gotta say I would love to bring it to three rounds I think that would have been amazing but I was just like safety wise I, I need to like we, we gotta finish this up so and Sean had even pulled me aside at one point because of her behavior during training and was like Chris if she's acting like this in the ring if she starts act do what you need to do to finish the fight as quickly as possible and I think that was like stuck in my head when I when I did what I did because he was like very seriously like hey (laughs) this is a live tv fight and we can't have any of this stupid shit happening like if she is doing anything that is like you know not okay or like you can you can end the fight you have my permission to do what you need to do to finish her and I was like okay so that was like in my the back of my mind I think that also helped because I was like you're not really thinking you're just you're you're in the ring and you're just letting your skills take over and you're letting your reflexes take over you're not thinking like oh okay she's gonna do this and then I'm gonna do this like you're not it's not like that it doesn't like it's like when you're in a real fight in real life you're like you're not thinking about like oh if this guy punches me I'm gonna dodge and then I'm gonna uppercut him like it doesn't happen like that like you you really just have to go off of what's happening in the moment and then react to it in the moment so yeah it's just um I always laugh I always just laugh about it because it's like I, I hear all kinds of stuff and I just take it in stride and I'm just like okay Okay, like for the first little while, everyone's like, oh my God, like you're a horrible fighter. I could kick your ass. And I was like, no, no, we're not going to do that. And then it was, you know, um, I'm so like, that was so sick. And like, wow, you're badass. And then it's like, so it's mostly good. I get mostly good. And I'm, I just find it really surprising because it's been, we're in what, eight years almost, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I still get a lot of love for it. And it's so crazy to me because it's such a, it was like such a blip. And there was so much chaos in my life at that time that nobody really knows about except for like my kids and so it's um it's always interesting to see and it's just such a beautiful moment it's like it's literally immortalized now it's something that was so beautiful and so transformative for me and it's immortalized forever like literally and it's out of my like I don't I would never post it like that and like because I I don't post things for people to approve of it it's just like a fun moment and so when I get all these edits and people like do these really creative cool things and they'll like add their own music and they'll and I'm like how do you do that like that's so cool looks so cool and I'm just like I'll just repost I'm like thank you so much for sharing that's such a cool video like you know and it's just and I get still get people come up to me and and say nice things and I'm I I definitely am not a hugger to the fans (laughs) but I I definitely have a conversation and you know just be really grateful so I think the energy of it all is just very it's like this beautiful energy and nothing really negative I don't think I've ever had like even the the whole um (laughs) the the comment about me being like trans I'm just like how is that insulting though like I feel like there's so many beautiful trans people out there but so like okay I'll take it like if you think 
like oh you're you're a man and that's why you beat her like okay <laughs> like <laughs> i i know i know what it is god knows like god made me he knows he knows what it is so i'm just like and like it's just funny it's funny how people have these theories and they just and i notice like you know people will say outlandish things because they hope to get your attention that way and i'm more likely to respond to you if you're kind I won't delete comments. I've never deleted like negative comments or anything like that, but I just always respond with respond with kindness. And I literally, if I someone's being inappropriate, I just don't respond at all. Cause I feel like if I feed into it, I'm just feeding that negative energy. And I've it's worked for me so far. I just never really had a bunch of negatives. So it's very um it's, it's like yeah, it's just all very humbling. Like I don't like I said, I don't feel very interesting. I don't feel like I'm an interesting person. I'm just like a regular, regular gal who got an amazing opportunity to try something outside of my comfort zone, totally foreign to me. And it was this really cool, amazing, fun experience. It was probably the best way to sum up the doubt, folks. It's a kerfluffle mixed with Molly Whopping at the same time. But God dang it, it's such a great memory that will live on in the infamacy of uh, LFC history. And I do have one final question before we close this out. First and foremost, I am so glad we got to do this. I've been... Yes, me too. It's been such a pleasure to hear your story. And I got to say, you are a very inspiring and very admirable person who I can't wait to see where life takes you on your next journey. So you're very welcome. A uh, couple final Glory things. to God. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah. That's Glory to God. Yes. Last thing I got to add, because it's probably one of the funniest doggone videos on the LFC YouTube channel, folks. Colts Joe Kane comes in. It's the night before the fight. You and Chloe are in the room together. <laughs> Joel Kane decides, hey, man, let's have a pep talk before this. Now, mind you, he was not. Yeah. That was the distinction of Michael Modest. Um, yeah. Joel's like, hey, sex before the fight. You got to deal with up. So can we just talk about that day? Because it's probably one of the funniest scenes leading up to a fight. Because he just comes right in there. Hey, you know, I hear yeah. you have some sex before a fight. Talk about that interaction. I mean, honestly, like. I'm like I think I I had a post interview with Sean and I was like I I think I've heard the opposite of that like you're not supposed to it's kind of like with sports you don't bang before you get on the court like it's just not the best plan but I think he was playing up because um uh Chloe is Chloe I don't know if she still is but at the time she was like bisexual so um you know she she was like she's like oh she had a crush on one of our, our castmates actually so that was really funny seeing them interact they look they would look like they would make a great couple but I think like Joel kind of picked up on that and he was like hmm how can I use this to my advantage <laughs> so I think he was hoping to plant the seed to try to like you know to get us to be like more comfortable just so that there could be like a tiff and we could get like into a fight more and like it'd be more passionate in the ring and I was just like, uh, yeah, no, I think I'm good on that front. I'm just going to take my coach's advice, which is like feed and water myself, hydrate and sleep good <laughs> so that I'm ready for tomorrow and ready to kick butt. But yeah, even him just coming in and saying that, I was like, okay, you can see my face. I'm just like, okay, sure. Yeah, probably not going to happen. <laughs> like, it was hilarious. It was, I was shocking. I was like, oh, that's what we're doing now. Okay. We're doing round, we're doing, we're doing night calls and being like, hey girls, it's okay to bang. Like, nah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to just put on some George Michael, I want your sex. And then boom, right before the fight, there you go. Right? Yeah, I was so frustrated at that point. I didn't, I would, <laughs> it would have been some hate sex if it was going to happen. It was not going to be, it wasn't going to be a fun time, a romantic setting. It would have not been, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. So I, I'm just glad. I'm grateful I had Mike for my coach. <laughs> 100%. Thank you. Over sex, I love that. So number two, that is the perfect definition of what we call a hate bang, folks. There yeah. are 
Oh, my goodness. But what we do not hate and what we do love is this show. And I got to say for you, Miss Chris Black, well, I'm going to say the overtures here. Anytime you want to come back on, you're more than welcome as well. I'm oh, going to welcome. And uh, now you aren't on social media. Do you want to promote the Instagram, the TikTok? This is where I step back. Where can people find you? Oh, uh, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at like at sign Craven underscore B and then Chris Black on Facebook. But I don't really add anyone on there. I'm not really on there. So if you want to see my stuff, I mostly post on Instagram. I'm trying to come to the TikTok. Uh, yeah, got to get out of my comfort zone for that one. But you can always follow me on there and hopefully I'll have some content on there eventually. And I will say this, and I'm going to put some emphasis on this, folks. She is a very interesting follow, and you should definitely check out Chris Blackwell on the Instagram thing, because you do have a lot of great footage on there, and I will put that away. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, if you want to check this out, folks, what the hell are you doing? Because this is LFC. It's Lingerie Fighting Championship. It's LFCfights.com. You could check out all the events, including this one over here, LFC 20, A Midsummer Night's Dream, Molly Whopping, and just going to the floor, choke style, baby. And you can check out this show, LFCfights.com, on the VIP section, on the LFC Network, on Roku, listening to Hoku, another dumb blonde, I digress. You can check out LFC Fights underscore fights on the Twitter, fights underscore LFC on Instagram, and LFC Fights on the ticket talk where you can see the video as well that i put up of miss chris blackwell and lady killer chloe cameron from the lfc youtube it's a beautiful thing thing give us a follow on all the social medias as i say with each and every show life is an art form and we are all applying our crafts and continue to apply your craft in amazing fashion that applies to you miss chris blackwell and as i always say as well beauty strength and dominance the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are and chris the raven blackwell i include you in those sentiments thank you so much for your time Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My name is Chris Blackwell, and I fight out of Edmonton, Alberta, which is in Canada. I got picked on a lot growing up, so for me it was more about defending myself. You can only have three or four people coming at you to beat the crap out of you before you just have enough and you're like, that's it. The first time I worked with Chris, uh, she had by far the strongest punches and kicks of any girl that I've ever worked with. She's uh, got a great attitude and she's got a right hook that can drop a donkey. Chris Blackwell is a ferocious puncher. I'm training my girls to be ready for it. You know, she's gonna throw those punches. You've gotta be there. You gotta be ready to back up. Take her down at the knees and just win the match from the ground. That was good. So look, anytime you got a chance to cheat, take, okay, you got her against the cage. Hold on, don't let her go anywhere. Okay, you got a chance to He's teaching her to do things I wouldn't necessarily do, so I really have to be careful fighting her because I feel like she might do some dirty stuff that I'm not expecting. So I'm really going to have to be careful in that sense and just be on my guard all the time. Yeah, this is about winning. I was 1-6 in six last time. I don't know if you know that. LFC 19, not good. 1-6. in 1-6 in six at LFC 19 was painful, and I had to do a lot of, you know, looking inwards, a little introspective work. And, you know, I realized I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not the one fighting. It was the girls out there that made all the mistakes. Well, I got to tell you something, buddy. Whenever my girls are in there, I am in there fighting. They're taking my knowledge, and they're taking it to that next level. Every time I see them hurt somebody, I get, I get a little excited inside because I'm hurting them through the girls.